Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 141 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about Nolan Arenado and Matthew Stafford, both being traded away from the teams that made them star players. Both of these guys play different sports. Arenado plays baseball and Stafford plays football. But I think there's a similarity in the careers of both of these players. Let's start with Arenado. The Rockies shipped the third baseman, Nolan Arenado, to the St. Louis Cardinals. The eight-time Gold Glove Award winner had six years and $199 million left on his contract, but he was unhappy with the organization not being competitive. The Rockies have only made the postseason three of the eight years Nolan Arenado has been in the big leagues. Here are Nolan Arenado's ridiculous stats with the Rockies. He was a five-time All-Star. He had 235 career home runs. He's a top four Rocky for me. It's Todd Helton, Larry Walker, Troy Tulowitzki, and Nolan Arenado. Those are the top four Rockies of all time, and Nolan Arenado deserves to be on that list. And a lot of people think that Nolan Arenado is the best defensive third baseman in baseball since Brooks Robinson. Again, he has eight gold gloves in his career. He is one of the most sure-handed third basemen I've ever seen, and he is a lethal bat. 235 career home runs. That's insane. He isn't even played an entire decade in the big leagues yet. And then with Stafford, the Detroit Lions have traded their star quarterback, Matthew Stafford, to the LA Rams. The 32-year-old took the Lions to the postseason three times and threw 282 touchdowns and 144 interceptions and he threw over 4,000 yards eight times in 12 years with the team. Matthew Stafford is a huge statistical phenomenon. I mean, he has been statistically a top 10 quarterback in his entire tenure with the Detroit Lions. There are a lot of similarities between these two. Arenado put up huge numbers with the Rockies. Stafford put up huge numbers with the Lions and they both deserve to compete for titles at a way better rate than what they were doing with their respective teams. Both of them have only made the postseason in their sports three times. I mean, these are prime time players who deserve chances to be in the postseason. And one of the reasons that they're both not bigger national stars is because they play for these putrid organizations. If Noah Arenado were on the New York Yankees, he would be a top five name in baseball. But outside of baseball fans, not a lot of people know the name Noah Arenado. And if Matthew Stafford played for a team that went to the postseason consistently, he would be brought up as a top five quarterback. I mean, he has a 74 and 90 career record, but I put most of that blame on the Detroit Lions. If he were on a team like the Patriots, I think Matthew Stafford could compete for Super Bowls. And now that he's on a team like the Rams with Sean McVay, we're going to prove that theory right or wrong. I think if Matthew Stafford played for an elite coach, he would be in the postseason way more consistently. He has not been around top-tier talent. I mean, the best receivers he's played with are Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, and he's played with some good defensive stars like the Dominican Sioux. But other than that, he has never played on a great football team that we expected to compete for a title. But yet some people are willing to put the loser tag on Matthew Stafford because he played for the Detroit Lions. I find that to be ridiculous. And I see the same thing with Nolan Arenado. A lot of people say he's only putting up huge numbers because he plays for the Rockies and he plays on Coors 
Lakers field and he's not a winner. A lot, both of these players have been labeled as losers because of the organizations that they play with. But if they were putting up these numbers on great teams, we would think of them as great players. A lot of people do think of Nolan Arenado as a great player, but I don't think they put him as a top five player because he's on a losing team. Something I find interesting is that we don't do that with Mike Trout in baseball. Mike Trout is inarguably the best player in baseball, yet he's only been to the postseason one time in 2014. Yet nobody talks about Mike Trout wanting out of LA. Nobody talks about him like he's a loser because he's just definitively the best player in baseball. Nobody cares if he's winning titles or not. But Nolan Arenado is in a different situation because he's not nationally recognized. I think he needed this trade to the St. Louis Cardinals so he can compete for World Series titles and so he can compete to become one of the bigger names in baseball and become one of the bigger names nationally. And don't get me wrong, Nolan Arenado has played with some pretty good players with the Colorado Rockies, but the biggest problem with the Rockies is consistently having a good pitching staff. Look at all the great players Nolan Arenado has played with since he's been a Rocky. Troy Tulowitzki, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, Carlos Gonzalez, DJ LeMahieu, Ian Desmond, and Mark Reynolds. Those are all offensive players. They've all had great seasons with the Colorado Rockies. Sometimes they even made it to the postseason. Again, three times in eight years, they made the postseason, but none of those players are pitchers. Nolan Arenado has never played on a baseball team with an ace quality pitcher, and that's why he's never been able to truly compete for a World Series title, because the Rockies have had zero consistency when it comes to starting pitching. You can pay for offense all you want, but that doesn't win World Series titles. The last team I can even think of that won a World Series title with bad pitching is the 2008 Philadelphia Phillies roster. I mean, they had Cole Hamels, they had one clear ace, but the rest of that pitching staff was bad. They were led on offense by Shane Victorino, Ryan Howard, Chase Udley. That was the last baseball team I can remember that had a bad pitching staff that won a World Series. So now Nolan Arenado is moving to the St. Louis Cardinals, a team that consistently has good pitching and has good positional players as well and plays some really good defense. This is a better baseball market for a top-tier baseball talent like Nolan Arenado. This will definitely give him a chance to compete for World Series titles on a more consistent basis. And that's good for baseball to have a guy like that in a market like St. Louis. And Arenado is not going to be asked to carry the team on his own. They have a star first baseman in Paul Goldschmidt as well. And going back to Matthew Stafford, I can say the same thing for Stafford. He's not only going to have really good wide receivers like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but he's going to have some consistent teammates on defense. Look at Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he is going to a star football team. The LA Rams really were a top-notch defense this past season. Even though we think of Sean McFay as an offensive genius, the LA Rams were one of the better defensive teams in the NFL. And their problem was the inconsistency of the quarterback position with Jared Goff. They lost faith in Jared Goff, and that's why they shipped him to Detroit, and they bring in Matthew Stafford. I don't know if this trade is really going to work out for the LA Rams, but you have to like it for Matthew Stafford. Think about the fact that Matthew Stafford has played for some pretty bad NFL coaches. Matt Patricia, now he's avoiding playing for Dan Campbell. I mean, he really dodged a bullet there. Dan Campbell looks like a tool bag. So again, he's avoiding another bad coach, and now he's being coached by a guy who 
a lot of people think is the best young head coach in the NFL. How can you not like this trade for Matthew Stafford? He gets to prove that he's not a loser, that it's the Detroit Lions fault why he wasn't able to consistently compete for a Super Bowl. I mean, this is something we see happen all the time in sports. Top players from bad teams being shipped to title contending teams. You saw it last year with the Lakers and Anthony Davis. In his first year with the Lakers, they win the title because Anthony Davis isn't being asked to carry the team anymore. He's getting to play with a guy like LeBron James. Even in this baseball offseason, we're seeing it more and more. The New York Mets just traded for Francisco Lindor. He's leaving the Cleveland Indians. He's leaving a second-rate market to join the big city. This is what happens in sports, and this is why some people have the issue with these smaller markets can't compete with these bigger markets. They can't compete. Again, the Detroit Lions, that's all on their own, but the Colorado Rockies must have a serious gripe about the fact that they tried to do well by Nolan Arenado. Just a few years ago, they gave him this a massive contract. They made him one of the highest paid players in baseball, and that wasn't enough for him because they were putting all of that money into Nolan Arenado. We've seen this in the past with baseball teams. Alex Rodriguez with the Texas Rangers, they gave him way too much money, way too fast, and then quickly they had to ship him away because they couldn't build a baseball team around that massive contract. That's why for as many people who hate the model the Tampa Bay Rays have, where they get a star player like an Evan Longoria, they build him up, and then when they're done with him, they ship him away because they can't afford to give anybody that type of top-tier money. They can't afford to do it. They wouldn't be able to compete, especially in a sport like baseball where there is no salary cap. This is going to continue to happen. Teams are going to continue to build up players like Lindor, like Arenado, and then they're going to continue to trade them to teams like the Mets, like the Yankees, like the Cubs, like the St. Louis Cardinals, who are basically benefiting from baseball's lack of money in these smaller market teams. The St. Louis Cardinals now have Paul Goldschmidt, who is a top-tier player with the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks didn't want to pay Goldschmidt, so who comes swoop in and gets him? The St. Louis Cardinals. Now they're doing it again with Nolan Arenado. It's about the spenders and the losers. Right now, the Cardinals are the spenders, and the Diamondbacks and Rockies are the losers. And the money is getting so sky-high in baseball that even some of these bigger market teams are looking to avoid giving these guys these massive contracts. Think about the fact that the Boston Red Sox did not want to give Mookie Betts $400 million, so they had to ship him to the LA Dodgers. It's gotten wild in baseball, and that's why I don't see it can sustain itself for much longer with this model. You can't have a team like the Rockies give Nolan Arenado all this money and then have them not be able to build a baseball team around him. Like, it's just insane. It's an insane model. And this this is a lose-lose situation for the Rockies because trading him away isn't going to make them any better. The Rockies are going to continue to have the same problem. And now they have a shortstop in Trevor Story who probably wants out of there as well. This model for the Rockies is going to continue to destroy their team and destroy them as a viable baseball market. My biggest fear with both of these trades, with Matthew Stafford and Nolan Arenado, is maybe these trades happen too late. Like, have we already seen the best of Arenado as a third baseman? Have we already seen the best of Matthew Stafford as a quarterback? Did these trades happen too late into their careers? Nolan Arenado has already put up massive numbers. He's put up MVP-like numbers. Matthew Stafford has put up 4,000 yards in eight seasons with the Detroit Lions. Are they going 
going to be able to be as consistent with their new teams? Is this like when the Cardinals brought in Mark McGuire? I don't think it's going to be that type of move. I've heard some people say that bringing in Nolan Arenado is like when they brought in Mark McGuire. I don't think Nolan Arenado is at that point in his career. I might be proven wrong. I mean, listen, the Cardinals also brought in Matt Holliday, who had great numbers with the Rockies. This was after he played with the A's, but Matt Holliday went into St. Louis and had a great career with the Cardinals. So there is some precedence when it comes to Rockies having great numbers with the Cardinals. Larry Walker also played for the Cardinals and went to the World Series in 2004 with the team. I can see the argument from both sides when it comes to Matthew Stafford. He's only 32 years old and guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees are putting up huge numbers into their 40s. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is coming off arguably his best season and he's almost 38 years old. So obviously, Matt Stafford should continue to have success. But the issue with Matt Stafford has been, since he's been drafted number one overall by the Detroit Lions, is his injury issues. This guy has had some serious issues with when it comes to injuries. He's coming off a bad back issue. Will he be able to sustain these type of numbers with the LA Rams? Is Matthew Stafford that big of an upgrade over Jared Goff? That's a big question because Jared Goff is seven years younger than Matthew Stafford. This idea that Sean McFay looks at Jared Goff as a guy who cannot get better, I find interesting and I just don't know if there's a lot of pressure now on Matthew Stafford to be the savior of the LA Rams and get them back to a Super Bowl. And I don't know if that pressure is fair, especially when it comes to a guy who's injury prone like Matthew Stafford. But there is a part of me of the NFC that looks at it and goes, it's way more wide open than the AFC. All the young quarterbacks are seemingly in the AFC now. You have Pat Mahomes, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Baker Mayfield. All the old quarterbacks are in the NFC, so the Saints might not be as good next year. The Packers might move on from Aaron Rodgers. They probably won't, but who knows? You don't know what the situation is for the Eagles at the quarterback position. The Vikings have Kirk Cousins, but there really isn't a star young quarterback in the NFC, so the Rams might be able to compete for a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. It's way more wide open. I mean, the Seahawks rely way too heavily on Russell Wilson, so the door is open for the LA Rams to compete for a Super Bowl. I mean, the who even knows what the Niners are going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? There's so many more questions in the NFC that the door is wide open for the LA Rams to get back to a Super Bowl and compete with Matthew Stafford. So part of me thinks that this trade might be what the Rams need most, but I also think the Rams are putting a lot into these next couple of seasons. They basically traded all of their first round draft picks now for Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford to compete for a Super Bowl title right now. And if they don't do that, then their future looks pretty bleak. I look at the trade for the Cardinals and Arenado, and I think of it as a huge victory. What do the Cardinals have to lose? They can trade prospects away, but when I look at the Cardinals, they are this consistent organization like the Rockies who come out with prospects out of nowhere that become star players. This is a team that developed Albert Pujols into a monster masher. This is a team that developed Yadier Molina into the best defensive catcher I've ever seen. This is a team that developed Adam Wainwright. When it comes to prospects, the Cardinals know what they are doing. So they'll build prospects around them. Even if this trade doesn't work out for them, they're going to be fine. This is a win-win for the St. Louis Cardinals. You get a third baseman still in the prime of his career. He's got seven more years on his contract. This is going to work out for the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't know if that makes them the prohibitive favorites in the National League, but they're going to compete. There's going to be some exciting play in the National League this year. The Mets 
Jets are improving. The Cardinals are improving. You still have teams like the Dodgers and Padres who are going to be in the playoff hunt. This year for the National League is going to be way more exciting. And again, for the American League, maybe not as exciting. I mean, it seems like all the good talent is going to the National League right now. When I look at these two trades, the thing that fascinates me most about both of them is our perceptions of both of these players could change in a year from now if no one Arenado goes to the St. Louis Cardinals and wins a World Series. Our total viewpoint on him will change. He might be coming off an MVP season and a World Series trophy. We might think of him as one of the top five players in all of baseball, which some people do, but I think the majority don't. And the same thing with Matthew Stafford. We have labeled him a loser, 74-90 and 90 record. But if next season he goes to the LA Rams and wins a Super Bowl, we will think of Matthew Stafford as a potential Hall of Fame level quarterback. That's how nuts the up and down nature of their careers are. We think of these guys as guys that just put up stats, but in the next year or two, we could put the label of winner on both of them, and if they're winners, we will think way more highly of them. That is what sports is about. We will admire the stats, but we honor the winning, and that's what Nolan Arenado and Matthew Stafford have a chance of doing right now. They are in way better position to win because they are in way better consistent franchises right now. And that's why part of this whole is he a great player or not thing is kind of ridiculous at the end of the day because Nolan Arenado and Matthew Stafford cannot control the moves of the Rockies and Lions. But now they are on teams that make smart moves. So now we'll think more highly of them because they're on better teams. It's kind of a ridiculous viewpoint of how we view athletes. I think Nolan Arenado has consistently been one of the best third basemen in all of baseball, and Matthew Stafford has consistently been a top 10 quarterback, and my viewpoint on them probably won't change if they end up winning a title, but for the majority, I think it will, and potentially, they'll have Hall of Fame legacies if they go to these teams and win titles. If Nolan Arenado wins a World Series with the Cardinals, he'll be a Hall of Fame third baseman, and if Matthew Stafford wins a Super Bowl with the Rams, he'll be a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, which is insane to think of because two years ago, if I said Matthew Stafford Hall of Fame, you would think that was ridiculous because on the Detroit Lions, he has no chance of getting to a Super Bowl and quarterbacks that don't have Super Bowls don't make the Hall of Fame most of the time, especially a guy like Stafford who the numbers are great, but he needs a Super Bowl to get in. But now with the LA Rams, that's a realistic thing that could happen. Him winning a Super Bowl with Sean McFay, with Robert Woods, with Cooper Cup, with Aaron Donald, with Jalen Ramsey, there is a good chance Matthew Stafford at the very least gets to the big game. And if that happens, his entire legacy changes. His label of a loser goes away and we think of him as a winning player and we put all of that blame back on the Detroit Lions and think very highly of Matthew Stafford. So yes, I think there's a distinct possibility Matthew Stafford goes to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl, and we think of him as a Hall of Fame quarterback. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but I think that's the reality we're living in. And the same thing for Nolan Arenado. We can think, a lot of people think of Nolan Arenado as just this guy who's putting up huge numbers with the Rockies. But if he goes to the Cardinals and wins a ring, we're going to think of him as one of the all-time great third basemen. That's what's crazy about both of their careers. They have been on bad teams, but now that they're on good teams, there's a chance a lot more people will think way more highly of both of these players. Right now, they're thought of as guys who put up huge stats that are meaningless, but in the next year or two, they can be thought of as all-time 
all-time greats. That's insane to say out loud, but it's the reality that we are living in. Nolan Arenado and Matthew Stafford have a lot to prove, but they also have an enormous amount to gain. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.